Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Previously on the podcast. I want to throw a curveball at you, uh, Alex, because I want to get your your thoughts, your, your raw uh, emotion or whatever in regards to the current climate, man, because um, I had a I did a, a live with with a good friend of mine, uh, Zay Matlock. Uh, he has uh, our listeners. It was on, it was on, he was on our last podcast. Our listeners are familiar with him. But I wanted to and we kind of just had like a man to man conversation similar to the one we're having. And I wanted to dig in on the current social issue thing at the time, but it was still fresh. So now that I got you here, Alex, you you like I always say, you're a brother that looks like me. You know, you're a black man. Um, and uh, so I want to get your thoughts, man, just kind of on the current situation. And then I got something else I want to bring to you about somebody that we both uh, looked up to or look up to. So I'll, I'll break that down a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely got thoughts on that, too, because I already know what you okay. <laughs> what you finna spit. But um, yeah, as far as like the current political climate, man, it's it's. um. Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. My wife, Shire, and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about investing, real estate, early retirement, marriage, and much more. But you don't have to worry. It won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to. We're going to put a little bit of swag on it. So enjoy today's episode. Look, I've been having this conversation a lot with my friends that I grew up with, right? Because the way I've been, and I'm not going to go like too deep into what we talked about, but what we've been kind of saying is that, man, it, it's really, it's really sad. It's really unfortunate that all this stuff is happening right now. Um, because I mean, it's been happening. Obviously these things, you know, the injustices, the police brutality, all that has been happening. It's nothing new. Now it's just, being um publicized because of you know social media that you know rest in peace george floyd he you know he was that was recorded like you saw him dying on camera um so that was like that's one of the things that's making this so much more heightened which it did it needs like this publicity that is getting it needs um now but one thing for me particularly like just growing up i grew up in um a city called you know pearland in in Houston, Texas. And that was like a, it's like a, it's like suburbs. It's like most, there's like no crime. There's nothing, okay. there's nothing that goes on over there. Um, and my, all my friends, like I'm close friends with, you know, Marlon and, you know, all my other friends, they, we all grew up there and went to high school there. And, you know, we didn't experience a lot of like, you know, those kind of like overt racism. It's right. not to say there wasn't any, but it wasn't like any overt, you know, kind of thing. So now that, you know, seeing this stuff, it like, I'm not even gonna lie, because I mean I'm 24 years old, mm-hmm. so it's not like I've been on this earth for you know long enough to say I've seen a lot. Right. But this has even opened my eyes to a lot of things too, yeah. in terms of like you know stuff that's going on that I would. It's not say I wasn't aware of it, but it's like now I'm like, okay, <laughs> this is something that yeah. 
is a lot more it's a lot bigger of a deal than you know even what i had thought right just being honest i'm just yeah. being 100 honest yeah. and now my, I, my whole thing is okay i want i look at this as i look at it in two ways because there's like i'm not to say i'm not saying victim or i'm not saying opportunist but i'm saying as a black person as a black man in america young black male that grew up relatively, you know, in a good environment without these kind of things. I look at it as now I really want to be able to be a voice and a, be a, you know, person of influence and be an example right. that, you know, <laughs> number one, all bl black people are not a monolith. So right. to say that, you know, not all black people, you know, are any way that people perceive them as right so i want to number one do that and it's it doesn't matter you know what a black person is if they're a thug if they're a business person or whatever black person is still a person right and you know that no one deserves to be you know brutal brutalized or killed or anything by the police right um but like just growing up the way i grew up i want to be able to you know show that look these kind of things that are happening i think are a, a I think they're in a result of um, economic, mm. you know, injustice. Got you. And being able to, you know, teach financial literacy and doing all doing all these things, I think can help, you know, reverse a lot of this stuff and help, you know, not even put our people in these situations. Right. Because a lot of the things that are happening, you know, economic injustice just leads to social injustice. Man. A lot of black people get locked up and they can't even, you know, pay for bail right. because you know the system just is just set up like that yeah um now not to say financial literacy solves everything but i think it can be a huge 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 you know tool that black people need and can use because at the end of the day that's the thing that wasn't passed down mm. from slavery it was that that financial literacy was never passed down whenever they were not getting the 40 acres and a mule was the biggest injustice because you don't pass down the financial literacy with that that comes with wow. getting that wow <laughs> The white people that got that got the financial literacy. They they know now. Oh, this land I can use this to build wealth. Their parent they teach that to their kids. They teach that to their kids, and it just passes. The 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 at least that knowledge gets passed along. But yeah. that when that didn't get when that you know in when that got turned around by um mm -hmm. I forgot the guy's name, but when that got turned around, that's what wasn't passed along. So I think that's what we need. It's that not that literacy, that financial education that's going to help. A lot of these things, seriously, I seriously, seriously, wholeheartedly believe that. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. It's not, yeah. you know, not nothing, you know, he heavy, but that's kind of what I believe. Nah, that's good stuff, Alex. And Shire and I were saying that on a few episodes ago that there's so many layers to this and economics is definitely in there. And you said something that was good. I think you said uh, uh, economic injustice leads to social injustice. And I think that's so true. And with us, man, like, there's activists that 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 are fighting it from from one side of it and i think you know people like uh, yourself and you know you know shire and i are fighting on with 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 financial literacy so i think everybody has their uh strengths in this in the in the overall war of you know uh this, this whole social thing that we're talking about so i think that that's really key so uh, so let me ask you then real quick yes sir what do you this is kind of like a I don't know how far off this subject is, but what do you think in terms of like getting reparations in terms of a handout from the government? Are you an advocate of that or are you thinking, no, that doesn't solve the problem or what, do, what do, how do you feel about that? 
man that's a great question i never really gave it much thought because honestly i just think like it's never going to happen <laughs> and that may be a pessimistic ideology I but I, I look at the history of the 40 acres in a mule and and what they promised the native americans i'm like okay so they ain't they haven't done that so what's the likelihood of this conversation we're having on uh, reparations really happening now with that said if they're going to be you know giving reparations or if that's something that's realistically a conversation i'm, I'm here for it um and it's not that i'm looking for a handout because the reality is they haven't given us anything thus far and we've been been getting it out the mud so i'm perfectly okay with doing that but uh i think that would be you know something that i, I would definitely uh, be okay with you know i wouldn't i wouldn't push against it uh even in regards to like the stimulus and thing like that now we know they're giving they're printing money so eventually there's going to be uh you know some some repercussions of, of us just getting stimulus checks but i'm not i'm not giving it back to the government i'm gonna take it and i'm gonna you know invest it in some income producing assets or do you know so I'm, that's where i'm at with it uh i'm not championing like man we need reparations per se but i think that i would definitely welcome that you know yeah. Uh, what, what, what about you? What, what are your thoughts on that? That's a great question. Yeah, because I, I think about that a lot. And, you know, I'm a big advocate that money doesn't solve any financial problems. Mm. And if it's not solving financial problems in the same context, it's not going to solve social problems. Wow. Because what essentially what happens in the way I look at it is if you don't have the financial literacy, that money is not going to go to any use. It's going to end up... In the same exact hands that gave it to you, right? Yeah. Because what it's, what's going to happen if you don't have financial literacy? What is it the money going to get spent on? Yeah. Expensive cars, expensive clothes, you know, things that are, I think, you know, liabilities in the, in a sense of what is it actually doing for you? Right. Um, and it's not to say everyone will, but a majority of people, if you don't have any financial literacy, it's the same thing that happens to the lottery winners. And it's the same thing that happens to the pro athletes. <laughs> so the true, same man. thing is going to happen except on a larger scale. That money is just going to get right handed back, right back into the hands of, you know, the white folks. Yeah. So that's kind of how I think of it. I don't think, I honestly think, yes, reparations is obviously well, you know, deserved. No one can even argue that. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not ever going to be the one that's saying, oh, we need reparations. We need reparations. My reparations is saying, hey, it's like I said before, it's the financial literacy. Right. That did that that's the reparations that's needed. And yeah. they're not gonna give that up because they're not teaching it in schools. So right. you have to give it I feel like we have to be able to, you know, teach it to our people and also you have to be able to get it yourself. Yeah. Meaning self-education. And you know, those are the kind of reparations that are gonna change your life. And because, you know, money it's not the answer to yeah, you, on that scale. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's a great point, man. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alex, with us talking about, um, you know, our position in this game as influencers and financial educators, a financial educator that he really disappointed me. I'm not even going to front and like I was hurt when I seen this. So somebody we talk about, I I thought about doing a segment because you, you said this 
on uh, when you had me and Shire on, I thought, man, that's a dope. That's just a dope podcast. You you mentioned uh, two different philosophies in the financial game that I'm sure people are familiar with. Dave Ramsey and, and Robert Kiyosaki. So you said something like Team Kiyosaki or T. Ramsey. I'm like, yo, that's a dope just conversation to have in general because these are two giants in the uh, financial space. But we kind of lean towards Kiyosaki, right? Yeah. And his his uh, rich dad, poor dad philosophy of, you know, assets uh, over over um, liabilities. liabilities and different things like that. And earning, exactly, <laughs> earning money, you know. So we were team Kiyosaki. But in the in in the current climate man you know we i feel like we need to call people out right and i've called out uh some giants in the financial industry uh fincon uh they had some 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 disparaging remarks towards african-americans so i called them out on on our platform did the same for starbucks and now today uh robert kiyosaki had this to say i don't know if you read Alex, but i'm gonna just read it for our listeners yeah he says wtf why do we worship felons, losers, weirdos, and people without power or success? Why do we attack our police who protect us from the losers? Why do our gutless leaders kiss the losers? Expletive. The police should take a month off. Let the losers and leaders kiss each other's expletive. So what I got from that was he's being very insistent in this current climate and, and kind of not taking the side of the police, but arguing their side more than seeing uh, the side in which we're screaming right now. And that's uh, we're advocating for the the killing and the brutality of unarmed uh, black men and women by the hands of police officers. So I think he's a being a, a bit insensitive to mention, you know, something like this in this current climate. I want to get your take on it. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the whole thing? Yeah. And I would, you know, just preface my thoughts, too, by saying, look, I'm the biggest Robert Kiyosaki, you know, advocate. And <laughs> I knew. I, knew. <laughs> I, 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 I speak the rich dad gospel. Like, that's that's one thing I do religiously, just because right. his philosophy has gotten me to where I am right now. And it's, you know, taught me everything there is to know about, you know, in terms of my wealth building strategy. Like, that was, bro, I would listen to him, like, every day. Absolutely. And now when I saw that, <laughs> I was actually interviewing someone yesterday. Um, shout out to infamous CPA. We were interviewing him and he had brought it up because he got the notification on his phone, I think. And I looked at it. And I was like, oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> but I saw that and I was like, man, the first thing that came to my mind, I was like, OK, well, why did you say this? Why? Like what what was the purpose of saying like what did it just seemed so out the blue and so random that I was like, what was the purpose of even saying this? Like, right. there was, it's, what does this do in any, in, on either side? What does it do? Right. Now, whatever, free speech, whatever, all those kind of things. You can, you know, make that argument. Um, now, and then I thought of it too. I was like, okay, so what perspective is he coming from? And it's not me defending it. I was just, I, I always try to look at things, okay, on both sides of the coin. Right. Say, so, okay, so he's a, a rich, very rich, old, you know, white-skinned man. <laughs> right. So it's not to say he's white, but white-skinned man, which yeah. is in America, that's white. Um, but <laughs> he, so I was thinking of it and I said, okay, I don't even expect him to see the other side from his perspective, thinking just back on his comments in terms of like, you know, he's uh, always talking about, uh, Bernie Sanders, Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton, those kind of things. Like I said, I listen to him a lot, and he he's 
he says he's not a Republican or a Democrat, but you can kind of tell what side he leans on. Right. And um, when he said, you know, those kind of things, it wasn't that I was shocked, but it was like, what was the point of it? So my thoughts on it was, yeah, it was ignorant. It was like pointless. It was misinformed. There was like no emotional intelligence in that. Sensitive. Yeah, very insensitive in that because it's like, bro, are you not reading the room? Right. Like, why are you saying that in this time, knowing a lot of your followers are people of all races and cultures and everything? Like, right. you got to read the room, bro. Yeah. Um, and so that was the first thing I thought when I saw that. And then I read it more and I was like, man, this is just a stupid, stupid, ignorant comment. Right. And up to that point, I would say literally because I, I was having this conversation with Marlon. There was nothing Robert Kiyosaki had ever said that I had disagreed with him on, like, <laughs> literally. And I would say, like I said, I listened to him religiously. And there was not one thing he had ever said that I disagreed with him. Yeah. And then when I saw that, I was like, dang, okay, well, that made me realize, okay, well, <laughs> number one, you can't, you're not going to agree with everybody on everything, no right. matter what they say. Very so true. that kind of made me realize that yesterday when I saw that. And then number two, my thing too, what was it? Like I said, it was ignorant and all those things. At the same time, I don't think it takes away from, you know, the in t- things in terms of like what he teaches, what he mm-hmm. preaches, assets over liabilities, the, the, you know, the mindset things that he teaches and all his philosophies and principles. Him saying those comments doesn't take away from any of that because those same principles and comments have helped a lot of, you know, black people and people that have yeah. um, wealth and things like that. That read Rich Dad Poor Dad a long time ago and learned things from him helped him help them get to you know places that they are today. Right. Now, if you choose to no longer follow him, that's fine. There's no issue with that. Um, I would just be saying like, yo, I mean, yo, that's that principle and the things he teaches. Not many people teach it in the way he teaches it. Yeah, and it's such a you know, I I really feel like you. I'm not to say you would do yourself a disservice because you can get the information anywhere, but the knowledge and the way he teaches it is very. Um, I think it, it 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 it's taught in a way that's like anyone can understand it, anyone right. can grasp it, and anyone can you know kind of uh, build a certain life just based off of those principles. So I saw it like, okay, well, look, I still agree with what his financial principles were and all those things, but you know, I, I never followed him for his political views, <laughs> right? His social stance, exactly. Yeah. So I looked at it like that, and I was like, well, it's unfortunate, and you know, I'm not gonna you know <laughs> just stop following him because of it but man it makes me like look at him differently in terms right. of yo where where's your mind at what what is really what is really like going through your head what is the what is the most important thing really yeah yeah man i i, I appreciate that uh, right there alice because it's, it's just more uh hurtful than anything because like i said these are, these are people that you look up to uh, you know, institutions that you looked up to and and you you just hoping that in this climate, like they're able to be sensitive and say the right things or don't say nothing at all. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's OK, too. Like, I know there's this uh, we, we your silence speaks loud and this and that, but it really doesn't like you not saying anything is better than you putting your foot in your mouth. And so. <laughs> I want to sh- just express that to maybe some of our listeners who may be thinking about tweeting something. But <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely uh, disheartening, like how you said, uh, but it doesn't negate, you know, his message. And a lot of uh, us are kind of do- put- putting our spin on that message. So uh, the, you can, 
you know, did you know most of your hopefully you can separate the message from the message and entrepreneurs yeah. have uh, so we, I just want to well, put, we that, combine put that our there, financial I appreciate your, your UC uh, Davis coaching certification and input on this man go ahead go ahead couples so one last thing on it too was like next level look the stuff that he's teaching has email us at blackmarrieddebtfree at gmail.com you teach those principles people all over Instagram teach those principles I teach those principles so that information is still there so like I said if you don't want to follow him anymore that information is still out there you can still get it yeah just know you know a lot of the people got it from him right like that mindset in the way it's taught they got it from him and it's not to say he's the only one that's ever taught it because i know shira was you know big on that last time we spoke (laughs) in terms of uh you know we want to create new leaders right in terms of black leaders that are teaching similar principles and that's what i've really seen over the you know last year since we've started money monopolizing so yeah that's just one thing that i wanted to comment on that man that's great man yeah, it's definitely a renaissance of uh of uh financial educators man of color and that's why i love to see and that's why we wanted to have you on man so i truly appreciate it, alex sorry for the late start you know uh but uh i appreciate you brother so uh can you let the people know where they can find you uh and and, and you know learn everything you got going on yes sir yeah y'all can uh find us on instagram at money monopolizers definitely um you know check us out we had a podcast we release episodes every thursday we're trying to bring you know the best people in every industry onto the show um so definitely check us out we're teaching those principles assets over liabilities and just showing people how to take control of their financial future instead of letting it be in control of someone else like your employer or your 401k absolutely so thank you for being on alex and we're gonna holler at all of our listeners we love you guys we're gonna holler at you on the next episode all right peace Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Merit and Defree podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time, I'll let you guys later.